and welcome to the Music Mania podcast for the week of March 2nd. I am your host, Clint Schweitzer, and we are talking with a very special guest, the beautiful Nita Strauss from Alice Cooper's band. Nita, welcome to the show. How's everything going out there? You're in Switzerland right now, which is blowing my mind a bit. <laughs> it's going great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been cool. I'm in uh, snowy Zurich, Switzerland right now. Well, I know you've got a, a couple um, a couple months uh, off of the, uh, some Alice Cooper dates. Uh, what's what have you been up to? Uh, filling your time. I noticed you've been doing uh, you know kind of some guitar clinics and meet and greets. How's everything been going with that? That's right. Yeah, I'm out here on a guitar clinic tour with uh, sponsored by Ibanez Guitars. Uh, so I'm out here in Europe, uh, just, you know, spreading the gospel about Ibanez, the greatest guitars in the whole world, and uh, showing off a little bit and talking about technique and uh, all that kind of stuff, and uh, yeah, it's been a blast. Well, technique is something I wish I had mastered long ago, but that's why I'm talking to you, and that's why you're talking to me from the other end, playing shows and doing it the right way. Because uh, now you, I mean, you grew up, you grew up playing rock music. I mean, I want to talk about that because, I mean, uh, at a very young age, you were, you were playing rock, and uh, what what got you into the deal? I mean, is it kind of a kind of one of those deals where you know you looked up to you know the Lita Fords, the female guitarist, or you just grew up listening to rock and it was all good, and you just you just picked up and started playing? What was uh, what was your story? You know, it's so funny. Uh, I actually, as a young guitar player, I didn't even know who Lita Ford was. Wow, that's uh, awesome. You know, I, I, get asked, I get asked that a lot. You know, who are your heroes? Is it Lita Ford and Hart? And, you know, and I actually I had no idea who the Runaways were. You know, I started playing guitar, and I got into Divine, and Satriani, and Marty Friedman, and Dream Theater, and John Petrucci. You know, like, it never actually occurred to me to seek out other female guitar players to be influenced by. You know, I was just into what I was into. I was into Metallica, Megadeth, and, you know, and actually Megadeth was the first rock song I ever heard. The first, like, metal band I ever heard was a, was a Megadeth song. So That's that awesome. really where my early influences were. Um, and then, of course, later on, I discovered, you know, the great Jennifer Batten and Michelle Meldrum, and, you know, of course, really got into their style of playing as far as female guitar players. Well, you can definitely see that in your style and the way you play. And, uh, of course, now as a member of Alice Cooper's band, and I want to get to that, but uh, you had a long road, of course, uh, just to get there. And I think now it's... Uh Funny because I think if you talk to a lot of a lot of females, uh, you know, younger kids that are coming to the Alice shows, I mean, they're, that's going to be something. Of course, they're going to look to you, and that's I think it immediately make that connection. And so, you know, I think that that might uh, be something that, that you'll that, to look for in the next few years. You're going to see a lot of people. I know a lot of people that I've went to Alice shows say, "Hey, that chick, who is that chick's awesome? Who is that?" <laughs> and uh, of course, they they forget all about the Ryan Roxies. I mean, who cares about him? We've had him on the show before, and uh, you know, and he's just Ryan's just. A Disappointed. He's now that's really though. Oh, absolutely! Uh, really an amazing experience uh, going to Alice, you know, playing Alice shows and then meeting parents with their daughters after the show. And I, you know, I get a lot of messages on social media from parents uh, saying, "Hey, you know, I I brought my daughter to see the show, and now she wants a guitar." Yeah. And it's so gratifying. It's so flattering. You know, if we can, you know, if if just one girl that comes to the show, you know, one girl a day says. I want to play the guitar and we get one more Jennifer Batten instead of one more Kardashian and we did a great, <laughs> a great thing for the world. That just made my day right there. I'm going to remember that and I'm going to use that for the rest of my life. <laughs> Nita, that's awesome. We're talking to Nita Strauss of Alice Cooper's band and that is, uh, that's absolutely correct and I know that that's the case and I know people are out there uh, and they notice that and of course, 
you know, before before you got to Ellis Cooper's band, you had a long road and you played with uh, the Iron Maidens, a band that I'm a huge fan of. And I've seen them recently um, since you've been in the band uh, here in Kansas City. And I, I just saw Iron Maiden last week in Tulsa, really digging that new show. What was your, I mean, obviously you talked about growing up listening to Megadeth. What was your uh, experience growing up listening to Iron Maiden and how you became a part of the Iron Maidens, the, the all-female tribute to Iron Maiden? Uh, you know, as a as a guitar player, Maiden is just one of those bands you you, you dig. You know, like the two guitar harmony. You know, like the way that the two guitar players play off each other in Maiden is like nothing else. So you know, of course, I jumped at the chance to get to to get to play in the Iron Maidens uh, and work with such fantastic musicians. You know, the girls in the Iron Maidens are such phenomenal players, and uh, and we're all great friends too. You know, so it was a great experience, you know, getting to tour the world, play music with your friends, and play some of the greatest heavy metal songs ever recorded, Iron Maiden. You know, and as you said, you know, Iron Maiden's still touring the world, selling out arenas today. So just to be a part of that scene, you know, to get to pay tribute to that music and play those songs, what an awesome time. You know, and the Iron Maiden actually are pretty big, you know, headline festivals and a million plus Facebook followers, you know, they're, they're bigger than a lot of bands for a cover band. Yeah, absolutely. One of the one of the favorites I've ever seen, and I think that you know initially when you see the Iron Maidens, it's like kind of mind blowing for a Maiden fan because uh, you've got this one. I mean, and, and the singer, you've, there's been a couple singers for the Iron Maidens, great players in that band, and you you, you all of a sudden you yeah. think about a band of guys. And there's a bunch of hot chicks playing these Maiden songs. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's it's completely yeah. mind blowing. Living the dream. Well, you know, Kirsten Rosenberg, the singer of the Iron Maiden, is really a powerhouse. Like she is unreal. How good that yeah. girl is, you know, at, at singing Bruce Dickinson's songs. It's just like I get the chills. You know, my boyfriend is not really, you know, not super super in Iron Maiden, and even he saw the Iron Maiden for the first time. He goes, "Whoa, that girl can sing!" Wow. Yeah, and here I was going to give all this respect to, to your boyfriend, who I see you post about a lot on social media, but now you say he's not an Iron Maiden, and I'm, I'm getting a little concerned here, but <laughs> I think we can move on from that, but uh, anyway. you think it's Iron Maiden fan, let's Okay, <laughs> there you go, we'll take that, we'll take that. Now, now you, you wind up um, replacing Orianthe and Ellis Cooper's band in, in, two, in 2014, and you know you just talked in an interview recently, and I want to bring that up, because you talked about how you almost blew the inter- blew the audition, you thought you'd blown it, you sent in the tape, and they, you know it wasn't quite what they were looking for. Talk about that. Line, and, by the what, way, Nita Strauss almost blows audition. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. We can word that any number of ways, but I tell you, it, it, I can't imagine that this happened. But what what was uh, what was the specifics of this uh, of this situation? Well, you know, I thought uh, you know for this for this studio package, I had already met with Alice's manager and, and producer, Chef Gordon and Bob Ezrin. Like, you know, I had already done the preliminary stuff. And they said, well, we want to see you play. The band is all scattered all over the world. Can you send us a video package? You know, they sent me a couple songs they wanted me to play over. And uh, and I just went nuts. You know, I did every shred trick. You know, I knew that they were looking for somebody that could play. I knew they were looking for somebody with a big personality. So I just went off. <laughs> like, I just did every crazy lick, like, every show-offy trick that I could do. And, uh, and really, looking back at it, I don't know why I did that. Because it's Alice Cooper. It's not, you know, I'm not auditioning for Cirque du Soleil. You know, I'm not auditioning for some shred band. I'm auditioning for a classic rock band where the guitar player is not the main focus. And uh, so that was just what I did, essentially, was not what they were looking for at all, even close. <laughs> they let me know that in no uncertain terms. And um, 
luckily for me, they saw something, you know, they saw enough there to give me a second chance, and uh, I'm so thankful that they did. Well, I think your uh, your stage presence is what really stands out. And I, I saw um, Alice with, with Orianti in the band. You came in. I mean, were you intimidated at all? Because this was uh, the first you know female that had played with Alice as far as a, you know in a, in a guitar role. You, she she's she's a great player. To me, and I'm, you know, I'm not just saying this because you're on the show. I, I think that your your stage presence, your style, um, far surpasses that of Orianti. And I think it's something that just it, it, you know your your people when you watch the show, you, their eyes go to you you know you, you see the way you play and i'm you know and that's just that's you know not to ryan roxy he's now the second best looking member of the band i know that's hard for him but you know you have the style and what, what was that like though were you intimidated taking over for for someone like her um i wouldn't use the word intimidated <laughs> no um you know alice has had such a great history like a long history of amazing guitar players you know al petrelli and red beach and steve hunter and kane roberts you know like so if anything, you know, that would be the thing that, I don't know if I still would use the word intimidating, though. It's really yeah. an honor to get to, you know, stand in the in the footsteps of so many great guitar players that have come before me. But really, you know, I think if you get bogged down too much in what people have done before you, you lose sight of where you're going. You lose sight of your past. So really, I've always just put one foot in front of the other, been thankful for where I'm at. And uh, it's gotten me this far. Well, you know, you talked about, uh, you, you, we've talked about Iron Maiden, the, the three guitarists they use. You've got three guitarists, Tommy Hendrickson, Ryan Roxy, and yourself. And I know I, I joke about Ryan. He's a good friend of the shows. We've had him on several times. And, uh, you know, so you play with those two guys. I mean, what what is the chemistry like with them? And what's, uh, you know, I noticed just the, in the times I've seen Alice live in the last couple of years with you that it seems like you guys do a really good job of trading off the solos, trading off the lead parts, trading off the rhythm parts. I, it just seems to work really well. I mean, is that is that how you kind of see it as well? Oh, we're definitely, yeah, it's definitely a really easy, uh, it's really easy guitar-wise. You know, we all, um, we all complement each other really well stylistically. And it's interesting because we're such different guitar players. Myself and Ryan and Tommy, we're all completely different players from each other with completely different sounds and tones and everything. But it was a really easy transition. There was no, uh, okay, Nita, you play more like this, and Tommy, you play more quietly, and then Ryan, you do us do this out. You know, it was uh, it was very organic and very easy. You know, we all, the main thing is just, uh, as Ryan says, stay in your lane. You know, don't step on other people's parts. Don't, you know, don't make excess noise and whatnot, and, uh, and we end with bit fine. Well, it's working out great. I think this is, uh, to me, this is the the best version of the band. I think uh, that, that I've seen. I mean, I, I, I'm an wow. Alice Cooper fan. Going back, it's just it just works really well. Seen the show a couple times. Opening for Motley Crue, and and what was that like? Because um, you know, here you are. You're in Alice Cooper's band. Everything's going great, and we're opening for uh, for Motley Crue on their final tour. And uh, in fact, Glenn Sobel, your drummer, had to fill in on a couple dates for Tommy Lee. What was uh, what was the Motley Crue tour like? And now that uh, it's all over for for Motley, uh, I'm sure you got to know those guys a little bit. What was that experience? like for you uh the molly tour was nuts it was amazing you know it, it's so funny i love telling the story um you know one day i was i was sitting at home looking at tickets on Ticketmaster for the hollywood bowl show thinking oh yeah, i'd like to see molly crew one last time and then two weeks later i was on the tour wow. <laughs> it was, it was wow. a crazy crazy experience uh, and the guys are, are so cool. You know, Motley was, was great to work with and uh, great to tour with. The guys in the band were were really lovely to us. You know, there's all those horror stories about touring with Motley Crew. Those guys are a bunch of assholes and those guys are drunk all the time. Uh, we never had that experience. They were 
And I think a lot of it has to do maybe with Alice. Yeah. Alice has seniority over just about anybody in the world. Sure, yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, But they were really respectful to us. Uh, the band members uh, were nothing but cool. I think Nikki Six spent more time in our dressing room than he did in, in his own. Oh, yeah. Just uh, telling war stories and talking about everything, and they were really supportive. It was a great time. Well, that's wonderful, and it was great to, to see Alice open that tour. And, uh, you know, Alice is a person now. It's something that I've talked with Ryan with at, you know, at great length. I kind of want to get your opinion on, you know, Alice the person because – you know, from what I, and I've never met Alice, but such a, always reading that he's such a down to earth, you know, great, humble person, except for when he's on stage, when he turns it on and he is a machine and he's a character. Is that kind of your experience with Alice? Kind of like off stage, flips the switch on stage and he's another person. Is that kind of how you see Alice as That's well? Exactly. That's my exact experience. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> That's my exact, exact experience. You know, Alice truly is one of the most humble, cool and down to earth people that I've ever had the pleasure of working with. And then he turns into this maniac on stage, you know, run, stomping around the stage and flashing stuff with swords and getting decapitated and, <laughs> you know, and giving evil looks to people in the audience. And I'm like, you know, it's so cool to see such a true professional at his craft, you know, it yeah. definitely makes us all a little better working with him. Yeah, I remember Dee Snyder saying something to the effect of, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, you could see a band walk in and you knew who was in the band. These days, you see a band backstage, you don't know who's in the band, who's in the crew, who are fans. It's just that's something about that old school mentality, you know what I mean? Like, you know who Alice Cooper is, you know who's, you guys all have very distinct looks. I mean, Tommy Hendrickson's got blood packets spilling out of his mouth. I mean, you guys, you guys look like a band. It's, it's incredible. And that's that's a huge part of it. And, and, and of course, I got to ask about this because Alice is an avid golfer. Ryan and the band, Ryan and the guys like to play golf. Have you? And I've never, I haven't seen an Instagram picture of this happening. So I got to get confirmation <laughs> if you have played golf with the band or with Alice yet. I have never golfed. It's got to happen at some point. I have never golfed uh, a day in my life, unless you count mini golf. I think actually I have a. I have a mini golf date uh, set up when I get back with my boyfriend. So that would be my first golf experience in uh, many, many years. It's a good start. Uh, but no, I haven't golfed with Alice yet. And it's so funny, you know, that's the first thing my dad asked me, too. My dad is a <laughs> musician, a great musician. And, uh, and you know, the first thing he asked me before he said, hey, you know, how, are you excited to learn the song? Or well, <laughs> you know, at, at one point, I think it'll happen. I think we'll we'll get out there and it'll be a good picture. It'll be a good picture for the Instagram. And uh, then that's, by the way, you got to follow at Hurricane Nita, Twitter and Instagram, guys. Great follow and always keeping up to date with, uh, with the fans. I think that's one thing that's great about rock today is, I mean, I, I'm uh, in my early 30s and I grew up listening to rock, to rock music. It's my, you know, obviously here I am doing this podcast. It's my favorite thing in the world just about to do, but I didn't have the access. And uh, you know what I mean? You're uh, not quite my age, but uh, you're not quite 30 yet. So keep that going as long as you can. And you didn't have that access. Nowadays, you got access. You can uh, talk to people on Twitter and Instagram, and it's unbelievable. Like I'm, and I, I hesitate to ask this, but it's one thing I'm curious about because you're, you know, you're a beautiful lady, you're a world class guitar player. And is there anything that you could share with us? Like I'm sure you get a lot of weird messages on Instagram or, or Twitter. Like is, is there something you could share with us? It's like some of the one of the weirdest things you ever heard. Like someone proposing to you just out of the like what's what's a weird thing that comes up to your mind that someone has said to you via social media. Oh my lord. <laughs> well, other than the inappropriate ones, I mean that's um 
I actually now have uh, have given Josh access to my Facebook page so he can block people from the, the fan page that I've already blocked from my personal page so I don't have to go back and unblock them and then re-block them from the fan page. Like, people are crazy. Yes. People say... Uh, people say some pretty crazy stuff. I'm, I'm really grateful to have like a support team have him on my side and, you know, help me kind of deal with the craziness of, of everything. And, uh, I don't know if there's one specific thing that really stands out. It's just sort of like a weird cesspool of crazy. (laughs) Yes. That's what I was afraid of. I was afraid that that was the case, which is so internet and so unfortunate, but that's sort of the, the double-edged well, sword you know, of it. It's, it's interesting, the access that people have to uh, to musicians now. You know, like, I go back to, if you know, if I was a, a young, you know, I guess I still am a young guitar player, you know, but, like, when I was, like, a guitar player growing up and I had the chance to say something to Steve Vai, let's say, and if I had the chance to say something to a guitar player I liked, it would never occur to me to say, you suck, how did you get this gig? You know, like, <laughs> some, some rude, some disrespectful sexual stuff or whatever. It would never occur to me to say something like that to a guitar player that I looked up to. You know? So yeah. The way that people talk to other people, so, so you know, I, I don't know how, what we can say or what we can't say on this podcast, but, you Anything. know, it just, it just blows my mind how people talk to other people on the internet. <laughs> yeah, and, and you as a woman, that's it makes it, it has to be worse because, I mean, yeah, you, you see a lot of tweet. Okay, Kiss sucks. Motley Crue sucks. Every band sucks. Okay, that's one thing. When you're dealing, when you got a, you know, you're a female guitarist. You're a, you're a beautiful young lady playing these. You're in this in this high profile band. Obviously, it's just it's going to lead to some wonderful interactions with great people that are great fans that love to keep up with you. And of course, there's the other side too, which is the cesspool you talked about, which unfortunately does exist. But you, well, I'm on a strict no comment diet, which means I can't look at any comments on YouTube or blah blah blah. That's probably good. Um, <laughs> I'm banned from looking at comments on anything. The only thing I look at comments on is my own posts. Sure. So, uh, so that saves my sanity a lot because it's hard. You know, it's it's hard. I don't I don't pull the girl card out a lot, but as a female in in heavy metal, it is hard to be incessantly picked on. You know. Sure. So. Uh, so staying away from it has been really healthy for me. You know, like I know that there's a lot of articles about me. I know that websites like Blabbermouth and uh, Lamb Goat and you know and where and Classic Rock and stuff will post stuff. And I know that there's always going to be comments and and the same thing on YouTube videos. And I just think it's counterproductive. You know, me knowing that some guy from you know from Nebraska thinks I suck is not going to help my day. <laughs> it's, it's certainly not going to make me any better of a guitar player. Well, you're a fantastic one, fantastic fit in this band, and I tell you, it's been a pleasure. Now, you know, I know you're a fan, and I know that you love music, and I know you're always out, and you're always at shows. I mean, you've been in Europe. Have you had a chance to hit up any shows since the uh, break of the Alice Cooper tour? What's what? I mean, I know you've been doing the guitar clinics. Have you had a chance just to hit up any shows as a fan lately? I did, actually. I, I don't often get to go to shows as a fan, but I had the best experience ever. I finally saw Metallica. Oh, you were in San Francisco. I, that's uh, right. You were at the, the, uh, the AT&T Stadium show. I did. That's I awesome. Did. My boyfriend and I hopped in the car and took a road trip and drove six hours up to see Metallica. And, you know, and people were, you know, I posted that I was doing it on social media because what we do these days people are like why didn't you just fly I was like because that's the fun you know like if you're I don't think you're ever too cool to just hop in the car and go see your favorite band I hope not 
you know, and, <laughs> and people are always saying, you know, oh, why don't you come to my city? Why don't you come, you know, to this small town in upstate New York? It's like, you might have to drive to Buffalo. You might have to drive an hour. You know, right. that's part of the fun of going to a show. I love it. Well, that was that looked like an awesome experience, and um, so so cool you got to do that. And I, but would you have gone to that show if your Seattle Seahawks had been in the Super Bowl the next day? That's the real question. I, w- I absolutely, I would have gone to that show. The difference would be I would have stayed in the city for the Super Bowl. <laughs> and got there, you go. Good answer. We left right after the talk show. Uh, awesome. Well, I know you're a big Seahawks fan. I know Ryan Roxy's a big Raiders fan, which I joke to him about all the time. It's the worst sports franchise sure in the world. <laughs> oh my God! And a bit here, the Seahawks have won a Super Bowl. How cool is that? I mean, I, I know you even, I see, you know, you've got to go to a couple games this year while out on the road. I mean, that's, how cool is that? You're just kind of happen to be in an area close to where a game is. And you just, you just hit it up. I mean, that's, oh, that's pretty cool. Amazing. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. You know, it's, uh, I always try to get to as many games as I can. I love going to football games. I like going to sports games in general. Um, I love going to NFL games. And uh, so, yeah, I was really lucky. I got to see Seahawks play this year. I got to see them play what I thought was a great game, the Seahawks-Vikings game. I'm sure a lot of people didn't think that that blowout was that good of a game. I enjoyed it, personally. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, I enjoyed it the way I enjoyed that that Super Bowl that they won against Denver. You know, everyone said, oh, that was a lame game. I thought it was a great game from where I was sitting. Oh, I'll say this. If you're a fan of a team, I'm a Chiefs fan. If, you know, we're blowing out a team in the Super Bowl. I'll never enjoy anything more in my life. Of course, we'll never make it. No problem. But your Seahawks are there. They've made it. They've won. Need I tell you what? I just, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I know you're out in Switzerland. I know you're touring around and having a great time. I know the Alice Cooper tour starts back up in April. Going to do a jaunt of U.S. That's shows right. before going back to Europe. Nita, you're a sweetheart. I can't thank you enough for joining us here on Music Mania. And I just wish you the best of luck. And uh, you can promise uh, no weird and or bad, uh, you know, social media comments here from uh, from myself or from Music Mania. You're, you're number one in our thank book. Thank you. And we can't thank you enough, Nita. You thank take you care. Thank you so much for having me. You betcha. Thanks a lot. <laughs>